Thanks for listening. Join us now for Perry and Shauna Replay from 89.3 Moody Radio. Hey, we are talking about evangelism today, diving into a conversation about sharing our faith with other people. And I have got to tell you, I had the opportunity to go to the Rose Bowl in Southern California, went to the parade in the morning, and then we were heading to the football game after that. And in between, we got to sit in this grassy area outside of the, it was within the stadium, but you know, not on the field kind of thing. But we're sitting there and we're just having some lunch before the game started. And this guy comes walking across the grassy field with some friends of his. They were carrying this big banner. I don't know what the banner said, but the guy had a bullhorn. And he basically was telling us all that we were going to hell because we were at this football game. And I remember thinking, I just right now don't want anyone to know I'm a Christian because I don't want to be associated with that guy. We know that we just talked a minute ago about the gospel. It has the power to save, right? How do we reconcile this? How do we reconcile this crazy man at the Rose Bowl and the incredible privilege and responsibility that we have of sharing the gospel? Hmm. And we have with us today, I just, I'm so comfortable having you here. I didn't even do an intro. That's okay. David Dorner is with us today. He's a friend of ours from Frontline Church and a regular here on Perry and Shauna Mornings. Love and it. we're so excited to have you here. Uh, thanks. It's good to be here. I have a similar story. I mean, when I was at Grand Valley, I remember uh, there was a, we called him the preacher. So the preacher always showed up to Grand Valley. There was a certain spot here in West Michigan and on the campus that he would be. And uh, I mean, one of the stories I remember, I think I've shared this here before, but I had a roommate, super quiet, super introverted. He was an engineering major. And there was always a crowd that gathered around the preacher because he wasn't interested in relationship. He wasn't interested in in talking or understanding his audience. Scott, I mean, you even mentioned that earlier today. Right. I'm um, just talking about like, I, I don't know where people are at. This guy didn't care. You know, or, or the guy at the Rose Bowl, he doesn't care. Right. And so a crowd would gather and it would get hostile and people start yelling. And, and my roommate, like one of the most introverted people I've ever met, finally gets up in front of everybody. Like it's, it's like he popped and he goes, if anybody wants to know what Jesus is really like, I'll be over here. Mm. And people followed him. Wow. People, so I, I think there's a hunger. Mm-hmm. I think people desire to know what Jesus is truly like because there's enough of, of people like that with the bullhorn or with banners or with tracks that it's like, I, I, I know enough to know that that's not totally the real thing. Mm-hmm. But, but oftentimes there's not a lot of other people going, I'm a Christian. I'd love to explain the real thing. And don't you think right now where we sit, like we are primed more than ever before You know, it's not about church so much right now. It's about the fact that life is hard and there's a pandemic going on and there's stuff that I can't control. And I think there's a greater interest in who Jesus really is. A hundred percent. I mean, I I can't agree more. Something um, we we do a little bit of preparation for coming in. and, And so, as you know, like when I was at Grand Valley, one of the things that we did my first year there was they took us to Panama City Beach. Uh, so it's like this spring break trip that they offer and they're like, you can fundraise for it. And I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. This is a fundraised <laughs> spring, break spring break trip. trip. Yes, <laughs> I'm in. I don't care what we're doing. Right. Uh, so we went down and it was a conference on evangelism. And so what they did is like they gathered us together and we would worship and then we'd hear a speaker and a speaker would light us up for like, our world is dying. Mm-hmm. People are hungry. People are craving to know who Jesus is. So here's what we're going to do at the end of the session. We're going to give you one tool for how you can share who Jesus is. Jesus is, and then we're going to kick you all out, and all of you are going to have different spots on the beach at Panama City Beach during college spring break, and wow. your job is to go share. 
Wow is right. I mean, it's like, it's both super exciting and like, this is awesome. We're a part of this big movement. And then also like, but then it's me. Mm-hmm. And then I have to talk and On then the I beach, have to build. And you have to somehow break into a conversation with people that you don't know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you have no idea where they're at as you were talking about Scott. And then like you had talked about earlier, Shauna, you, you also don't want to offend people. And then you feel the pressure. Like I represent Jesus. Mm-hmm. What if I say the wrong thing? I mean, it's like all these pressures hit you at once and man, I'm sure we'll talk about it more over the next um, couple segments too, but it's like, man, what God did, what God cultivated there is he honestly removed a lot of those barriers that I think I built up myself um, because often we don't realize who we're talking to, but God does. Mm -hmm. And and it's like, there's these God ordained moments. I mean, people you work with, people you go to school with, people you live next to, people you're in families with. I mean, it's like all these things, when you start looking at it through the lens of the gospel, you realize God did this intentionally Mm -hmm. and your role and your opportunity is to represent him to them. Yeah. We have the opportunity to, to connect relationally and with, I mean, that Daytona or not Daytona, Panama city experience was complete strangers. How did it go? Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. Except for, I mean, this was fun. So you said you laughed on my notes. Uh, I have something that literally says Ohio girl, hot tub story. Yeah, what so the what? you know, you're on moody radio. Right? I'm on, but it's a good story. Okay. It's a good story. It's quick, okay. but I, I want to say this to encourage if you go, I don't have game or I I'm not on the radio. I can't communicate when I was out there. Uh, this is the Ohio hot tub story. I, I was awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was an awkward, Awkward kid. We were there. It's 90 degrees. It's humid as all get out. And I'm wearing a hoodie. Okay. Why are you wearing a hoodie? Because I'm dumb. That's, (laughs) it was dumb. And so I'm, I'm out walking around. We're staying at this hotel, whatever. And I walk up and there's a very attractive girl and I am very single, which I know is shocking to hear. Granted everything else. (laughs) So I, I come sit down and I'm, this is my game. I'm like, Hey, where are you from? And she goes, I'm from Ohio. I was like, awesome. And I make an O with my arms above my head and I go, oh, and then I wave hi, oh. Uh-huh. And she and she does that, Shauna. Scott's shaking. She does what you just did. She goes, uh-huh. uh-huh. And walked away. And I tell you what, the rest of the, I was like, I have no game. Why am I here? I am the worst choice. And yet what God did is he actually gave me a confidence in talking to people about Jesus that obviously did not exist about talking in, with in women. Your dating game. So oh, here we great. go. So I just want to say, it's like, if you go, I'm not cut out for this. I'm not built for this. God met me in such a powerful way. We'll talk about it here later. But it, man, God's got a plan for you. He's got a purpose for you. And he's got a message for you to share with people in your life. Yes. And it includes today. It's not futuristic. It's today, my friend. We are talking about evangelism this morning, and we have Cody McAfee joining us for the first time in studio, a friend of David Dorner, and he brought him in this morning. He is the Connections Pastor at Frontline Church. And Cody, it's so good to have you here. It's good to be here, Shauna. Okay, so off air, we're having this conversation. I'm talking about my kids, and all of a sudden, I show you a picture of my oldest daughter and my son, and you're like, wait, (laughs) I know these people. It's a small world, but man, 
I've never met you. We're here in Grand Rapids, and we have an IRU connection, so that's we just crazy. We do. We do. My my kids went to Indiana Wesleyan University, and you did as well. Yep. So very cool. We're super excited to have you. Thanks for coming in so early. Did we, we wake you up at, you know, dark 030, like way before you normally wake up? You know, David was asking me. I get up early, but this is really early. This is early-er than what you want it to be. So in this conversation about evangelism, Cody, I just want to talk a little bit about the core relation between obedience Mm -hmm. and evangelism as Christ followers. It is our first and primary goal to serve, love and obey the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. But with evangelism, I think a lot of times it's, it's, ah, we struggle with, um, we struggle with the obedience piece with, Mm -hmm. you know, and seeing how that fits with evangelism. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Well, Shauna, one of the best things I've ever heard from a mentor is we don't save people. God does. Mm-hmm. And man, that freed me up because part of the obedience is not necessarily the results, but just sharing. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times we take that pressure on and that's not our pressure to carry. That's God's. And, uh, you know, growing up, I never knew how to share the Bible. Um, you know, it's a big book. I'm like, where do you start? And so I took a class on evangelism and discipleship. They kind of taught us, hey, this is how you do it. Um, this is ways that you can share, you know, to kind of make sense for anybody, right? This mm-hmm. will work to, to communicate the gospel. Um, so I took that, ran with it. Um, I got connected to a halfway house um, with a, a lawyer. He actually was in prison for a year for tax evasion. So he was a trial lawyer, you know, just this powerful guy, kind of had all of his authority kind of stripped from him. And we got connected and uh, he invited me to come, um, you know, kind of share with uh, these group of guys who, you know, are coming out of jail and, um, you know, just honored to do it. And there was one day where I just felt like God saying, hey, I'm, I'm really pressing on your heart to share the gospel with these guys. Mm-hmm. Give them an opportunity to respond to me. Right. Don't just tell them about Jesus, but actually give the opportunity to step into relationship with him, which is different. It is. It is. And and the difference is, is you're not just talking about God. You say, Hey, do you actually want to know him? Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was something God just laid on my heart. And I remember, um, cause it's not my class, right? Like I'm subbing for this guy. And so we drive there together and he said, Cody, I just feel like God's been kind of stirring in my heart that I need to like Kind of like give like, a, and he was trying to find language for mm-hmm. it, like a salvation appeal. And I just start <laughs> laughing and right. he's like, what are you laughing about? I was like, God told me the same thing. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I kind of share with these guys, um, you know, just the gospel and, you know, I'm writing it on the board to kind of give them a visual of like the grace that Jesus offers. And, you know, I'm in there, you know, a young kid kind of freaking out, right? There's all these guys, you know, they've they've experienced things I know nothing about. Sure. And I'm thinking, who's going to respond to this, you know, this kid trying to share the gospel, right? And uh, like I said before, you know, God shows up. Um, you know, the, I was faithful in sharing. And that was the first time I had ever done that. And there was 10 guys in the room that gave their life to Jesus. Oh, my day. gosh. That is awesome. There was That's nothing incredible. like it. Yes. So when we talk about the correlation between obedience and evangelism, there was, you know, you sensed that Mm -hmm. God was prompting you before the conversation even came up with this other leader, that this is something that was going to happen today. And that's the obedience piece, right? We get a nudge or a sense from the Lord somehow. I'm supposed to go into the gospel today, right? 
Well, I uh, let me jump in here really quick. Yeah, David I mean, Dorner, Cody, Frontline I, Church. Here I am. I uh, Cody, I I just love Cody's heart, but I here's the anticipation or here's the pushback I could hear maybe from somebody. If you're driving to work right now or if you're bringing your kids to school this morning or whatever, you're going, "Well, that's great, but he's a pastor." Yeah, he took the class, man. <laughs> that's yeah. right. It's I like I've had never class. I haven't had that. How do I right. do that? And and here's the thing. Obedience comes I think two different ways. One of them is like what Cody felt, um and that's uh, I just call it a nudge. Right. Like we don't have to over spiritualize it. It's just it's a nudge. God's putting a nudge on your heart. He's stirring like, hey, this person in your life, this person that you sit yeah. next to, this person you're going to lunch today, that there's something going on and you just need to present. Mm-hmm. You know, Cody said it already. It's like we don't save people. God saves people. Right. Yep. And he did it by sending someone on his behalf. He sent Jesus, but now he sends us. Yeah, he's we, sending. We represent him. Right. He's sending you and me today. So here's your encouragement for today. I'll just drink this in a second. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything that Jesus has commanded you. And he promises I am with you always to the very end of the age. Having a church affinity and knowing God personally are not the same thing. One's a religion, one's a relationship. How do we discern when we're in conversation with someone, you know, and they're like, oh yeah, I go to church. I've got a church. Mm -hmm. If they are walking in relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, this is funny. This is a question that I actually end up asking a lot of people. And I learned this. We were talking earlier about a trip that I took when I was in college. I was a freshman and I went to Panama City Beach for spring break. And it was an evangelism. I'm making air quotes. It was an evangelism <laughs> uh, week. And, right. and it actually was. It was phenomenal. I mean, it was a conference all about like, this is this is how to share the gospel. This is what the gospel is. Now go out and do it and then come back. So it was very much lecture lab, lecture lab, lecture lab. So something that I learned, I would, I'd be out on the beach and I'd be talking to people and granted, like it'd be the morning, it'd be nine, 10, 11 o'clock. And there'd be people out there with like six empty beer cans next to them. And it's like, this, this is going to be an easier conversation than others. Uh, but then other people were just out enjoying the beach, whatever. So, so I used to ask this question. This was my first question. I'd be like, are you a Christian? And you know what? 98, 99% of people said what? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a good person. I believe in God. Right? But here's the thing. That ended up being my second question. Do you believe in God? Do you believe in God? Okay. Half of them. It was half that all of a sudden go, I'm not sure. they were comfortable saying I'm a Christian, but weren't comfortable saying I believe in God. Correct. Interesting. So Christian, the word Christian, the idea of Christian, I think speaks way more to cultural. It's way more to a mindset. And I think mm-hmm. for a lot of people, especially those that don't have a relationship with Jesus, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a relatively good person. Mm-hmm. I'm a Christian. Oh, so my second question, do you believe in God? A bunch of them. I, you know, I'm not really sure. Perfect. I mean, that just told me exactly where, okay, wh- what do you think about Jesus? Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this is how I would interact. Not not in like a threatening, not in like a quizzing, well, who is he? What, who does he say he is? I, right. I, what do you know? What don't you know? Exactly. You and people in? feel that. And then, jury. then they get defensive and their right. walls go up. But just if you hear, even Cody and I were at a meeting not too long ago. Uh, I was with a couple that was getting married. And my question goes like this. Tell me tell me your story in relationship to Jesus. Oh, I like that one. Just just tell me about it. Like, what, yeah. what's your walk been like? And it's usually, it, it's usually in the first 10 seconds, Cody's smiling and laughing because it, <laughs> yep. it goes something like this. I I go to church and you know I pray all the time. I yeah. give to the church, or <laughs> yeah. and you're just like, yeah, it's like checking boxes. Here's what I look for: 
Dude, Jesus just saved me from right. the pit. Mm. I just love him. Have you seen the Holy Ghost movies? Any of the Holy Ghost no. movies? Okay, there's this fantastic film and um, kind of more of a documentary style film. And, and I can't remember exactly who was doing the interviewing and even who they were interviewing, but they interviewed different Christian leaders, pastors in the churches and asked them, uh, you know, what does Jesus mean to you? That was the question. What does Jesus mean to you? And in this one specific interview, you know, he's sitting down with the guy, he's asked this question, you know, several times before with several different people, gotten lots of different answers. He says, what does Jesus mean to you? And the man across the desk in his office just wept. He just didn't even have words. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. We're talking yeah. about such an encounter and such intimacy mm-hmm. and relationship with Jesus that it's not about, what you have done yeah, or what you do or, you know, being in the pew or putting in your time or how you grew up has nothing to do with that it has to do with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. and what he has done. Right. And that's, I love how you said that, Sean, it's not about what you've done. It's about what Jesus has done. And the reason so many people are moved to tears, it's because they start thinking about what he's done in their life. Mm-hmm. They start thinking about how he's met them. They start thinking about, you know, what, what he's doing, what he's cultivating wounds that come from childhood and brokenness and marriages and wounds, like how Jesus has spoken and healed and brought restoration. I mean, so that's, that's what I look for when it comes to sharing the gospel. I, I'm going, do you have that type of relationship? Because if you don't, it's available. Mm-hmm. And, and what people are most interested is how do you have that? Yeah. How, how do I get that? Right. So, so tell me again that the question about the story Tell me about your story in Jesus. How did you phrase that? Yeah. What I said is like, tell me about your story with Jesus. Tell me about your story with Jesus. We're going to put this on Facebook and make it available to you. But, you know, if you're driving, you might want to just pull over and just like put this into your phone real quick and make a note of it. It's a great way to open up a conversation and find out where people are in their faith. Tell me about your story with Jesus. We're having a conversation about coming to know Jesus and, and um, sharing who he is to us with other people. And I may not have an opportunity every day, you know, to pray the sinner's prayer with someone and welcome them into the family of God. But every single day I want to help people get one step closer to Jesus, whether they have a relationship with him or not. So how do I let go of the expectation that every conversation that we have is going to be a conversion conversation and just honestly trust the outcomes to God. Just want to talk about that a little bit. What do you think, Cody? Yeah, that's good. And I kind of mentioned earlier, that's attention, right? Like we, we kind of carry that and think that that's ours to think about and drive results. Um, so I was recently on staff uh, with, or recently new to staff on frontline a few months ago. And uh, the last thing I had on my mind that day was, you know, I need to lead somebody to Jesus Um, but to my surprise, I sat down with this couple on a bench and what I thought we were going to talk about is, you know, just, you know, their new relationship, they were recently engaged and, and how to engage with God spiritually. And so as we were talking, um, I started asking them questions and asking them about, you know, if they believe in God and and they said, yes, but I I took the question a step further and said, do you have a relationship with Jesus? Mm -hmm. And this couple looked at each other. And they both looked at each other and just said, you know, very honestly, no, we don't. And so in that moment, 
you know, I had no preconceived plan. You know, there was no plan. There was no idea in me to think, oh, I need to see if they have a relationship with Jesus. I'm guessing that when they inquired of you, like, hey, we want to meet with you, a pastor, to talk about having God at the center of our relationship, Mm -hmm. I would walk into that conversation assuming that they are already walking in relationship with God if they want to bring God into their relationship. Yeah, 100%, Sean. And and that's what I thought. I thought, oh, you know, they love God and they just need some guidance. Mm -hmm. Um, But they didn't need guidance. They needed a savior. And, you know, the spirit in that moment just just kind of prompted, hey, ask them if they have a relationship with me. Mm -hmm. And uh, they honestly just said no. And, you know, I I smiled and um, just had this sense of just, joy in my heart because I knew the next question was going to be, do you want to know him? And they looked at each other and said, well, yeah, you know, like, like that was a dumb question, right? Right, Like, of course we want to know him. Yeah. Um, And so I had an opportunity in that moment to usher this couple into a moment of just accepting Jesus. Okay. I'm going to pause right there real quick. I'm going to dig into that Yeah, because usher people into the kingdom is it for a lot of people. That's just, um, like, what does that mean? Like, if I were in that moment, mm-hmm. instead of you, what would I do? What would ushering them into the kingdom look? Did you just, like, go into the sinner's prayer right away? Or did you ter- did you tell them the gospel? What did mm-hmm. that, if you can, like, zoom in on that yeah. conversation real quick, tell me what that looked like. Yeah. And, you know, just this is one way. I think there's a lot of different ways to do that. Um, and I think we see that played out in the Gospels, um, you know, different ways that it was shared. But what I did is um, kind of what I learned is repent, believe, confess, and receive. Mm-hmm. So those are four elements that I think are, I don't think, you know, are necessary for salvation. And so the repenting part is like, hey, do you guys acknowledge that there's sin in your life and you need to turn from it? Mm-hmm. And so if the answer is yes, you move to, you know, repent, believe. We have to believe what scripture actually says, right? Jesus is the son of God. He, he died and rose on the third day. So I was walking them through kind of the narrative mm-hmm. of scripture and, and kind of what Jesus says and then confess, right? You have to actually say with your mouth, like, yes, like I give everything to Jesus. My heart agrees with what he says in his word. So repent, believe, confess, confess, and then the last is receive. And so you receive his Holy Spirit. You receive all the things that God offers. So. Here's the thing. I, I just want to speak to everybody that's not a pastor Yeah, who's hearing this and going, well, that's great. That's a great formula, but I'm not a pastor. Here's what I want to say. And Cody would agree with this too. Nine times out of 10, people will not seek out a pastor for that conversation. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, oftentimes when they're talking to their Christian friends, uh, people who have a relationship with Jesus, often the the response from Christians or believers or followers of Jesus is, I'm not qualified to have this conversation. Go talk to your pastor. Go talk to my pastor. And I, I just want to send out this word of encouragement to you. Cody's not been a pastor his entire life. Mm-hmm. I have not been right. a pastor. My t- pastors are average, ordinary people that have different responsibilities on a Sunday morning. But during the week, we have the same responsibilities. You, so you can do this. You can absolutely do this. Anybody at your school, anybody at your neighborhood, anybody at work, you can do this and people will way more likely have a conversation with you than they will us. And here's the thing. You've already accepted Jesus. If you have, if you are walking in love relationship with Jesus, you already know what to do because you already did it. You've already been there. And so just without fear in the moment, be obedient to what God is prompting. He has gone before you. He's working in hearts long before you ever got there. Just take the next step and be obedient to what God is calling you to do and leave the outcomes to him. Mm 
We're talking today about sharing our faith. And I know this is, can be a conversation that makes us nervous because we feel responsible to do it and uncomfortable with it and ill-equipped and all those things. And so we kind of get stressed out when we have the conversation of evangelism. But I, I just want to share a fail story of my own when it comes to sharing Christ with people. So someone reached out to me, a young mom who was just struggling in her relationship with her husband and just wanted to talk to me about that. And so I had met with her several times and we had had conversations about, you know, insecurities, uh, anxiety, um, jealousy, different things that were problems in her relationship with her husband. But on one particular time I was going to meet with her, I felt like God was leading me to lead the God to share the gospel with her. And I was so excited to do that. I was like, this is the day she's going to give her heart to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I was just so, so geeked about it. And I got over there and, you know, and as best as I could, I laid out the gospel story to her, shared how Jesus had changed my own life and how, how much it has impacted my relationship with my husband and, and really guides and leads me in my choices and my words and everything relationally. So after sharing the gospel with her, I said, do you, you know, do you want to have a relationship with Jesus? And she said, will that improve my marriage? And I was like, ah, you know, it was killing me because I was like, we're talking about eternity. We are talking about Jesus and salvation. And, and your concern is something so temporal, you know, is your marriage and our marriages are a big deal. I'm not saying that that's a small thing, but I think where I failed you guys is I failed to just walk out relationship with her and genuinely love her where she was at. Like I wanted, I don't know, I wanted her to come to know Jesus. And I think there was a part of me that was like, this is my, you know, this is my Christian obligation and responsibility that I get to share the gospel. And then she gets to come to know Jesus and woohoo. Instead of like being willing to be in a marathon and walk out relationship. Mm. I have a mentor uh, that's really changed my life. He's actually been on this show a number of different times, but one of the things that he's said to me just over the years is often the mistake that we make as as Christians or as followers of Jesus uh, is we try to use Jesus as a means to our own end. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's what I hear even for her. It's like, okay, well, will a relationship with Jesus get me what I want? Right. You know, and, and often I think we forget that Jesus is the end. Mm-hmm. It's like at the end of the rainbow, at the end of the conversation, at the end of the story, at the end, it's not that we get something because of Jesus. It's actually that we get Jesus. That's eternity. Right. It's like we, we get to spend eternity with him. And so, I mean, Sean, I just want to be an encouragement to you. I don't think it's a fail. You know, I, I think so many people are scared to to try or scared to share because mm-hmm. it's like, well, what if it doesn't, what if it doesn't work? Right. What if they don't hear me? What if I say the wrong thing? What if, and the celebration, and it goes back to Matthew 28 is Jesus said, go make disciples all, all over the world. Go make mm-hmm. disciples. It, it, tell them who I am. Teach them how to obey me. And so it's like our responsibility is in the obedience of sharing, not in the results. So I just want to say, way to go. I think it's awesome. But isn't it true so many of us have those stories? But do you think that's why a lot of us balk in evangelism? Because, you know, um, maybe, you know, you were talking earlier, Cody, about Mm -hmm. it being scary to walk out to a park or some event that's happening and just tell people about Jesus. But I think a lot of people are like, shoot, I'd way rather do that than open up my life and have to walk with somebody through the long haul. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think the only way you can fail is by not sharing. 
And, you know, I don't think we have to have rehearsed language. I don't even think there's a formula, but I think what matters most is that we actually do share our faith. I remember early on when I was leading people to Jesus, um, I started sharing and I made it more about leading amount of people into the kingdom rather mm-hmm. than caring for their soul. And I started tailing, yep, I've led 10, 11 people to Jesus. And God got a hold of my heart and said, hey, that's not the point. And the point is even, isn't even how you lead them. It's the fact that you're sharing and I'll take care of the rest. Mm, that's so good. So I'm here and I'm encouraged by you guys this morning, right? Like I, I just, and then I want to encourage you as well that whether it's an encounter with the clerk, you know, uh, across the counter from you, who's like ringing up your groceries or whether it's somebody, a neighbor that you have the opportunity to be in long-term relationship with to just be remindful of the presence of God Mm -hmm. and the Holy spirit and asking him to give you the courage to openly share what Jesus has meant to you. Talking about discipleship, talking about sharing with people who Jesus is to us and really kind of finding out where people are in their journey. Yeah. And, you know, part of evangelism is um, there are times where you plan it and then there are times where, you know, God plans it. Right. Right. And there was one time where I was really um, caught off by an opportunity to share the gospel. It was like my I think my first month at Frontline on staff. And so the last thing I was thinking is, hey, you're going to lead somebody to Jesus today. Um, but I received an email from a couple that was recently engaged and, uh, they were basically asking for, Hey, we just need spiritual help of like how to engage God together. Yeah. And so I come into this conversation thinking, Oh, they're Christians. They just need guidance or, or help with that. So I sit down with them asking their stories. And eventually I started to pick up on a lack of relationship with Jesus that they had, because it was all like, yeah, you know, we're starting to go to church where, you know, they were checking the boxes. Mm-hmm. And I just said, hey, guys, do you have a relationship with Jesus? And they both kind of got quiet, looked at each other, and they both like at the same time said, no, no, we don't. And so they asked, well, you know, I asked, well, do you guys want to know Jesus? Do you want to be in a relationship? And they said yes. And so in that moment, I had no idea that that was going to happen. And I just seen God starting to move, you know, before my eyes and just had a moment there to, you know, explain, hey, this is what the gospel is. You know, Jesus died for us and it's a free gift to say yes to him, but you got to lay your life down. You got to choose him. And so they made that decision and, and, you know, it just, it just taught me that be available. Cause even though I didn't plan to, you know, be an usher in that moment of like, Hey God, whatever you want to do that happened. Yeah. So. Yeah. God just opened up the door for you. There is a part of preparation of just, um, you know, having your heart ready to dive into that conversation yeah. when the opportunity comes that way, comes your way, but also the readiness to be able to share the gospel, you know, to be able to say, this is the gospel. And in, in a nutshell, it's that, our sin separates us from from God. And mm-hmm. so we can't have the creator who created us for loving relationship. We can't have because yeah. of our own choices and because mm-hmm. of the sinfulness of our own lives. And God so longed to be in relationship with us that he sent a solution to the separation, a yeah. solution to the problem, his own son to pay the penalty that is ours rightfully so that we wouldn't have to. And we are, because of Jesus's death on the cross res- and resurrection, we are reconciled in right relationship mm-hmm. with God, the father. And so because God loves us so much, he sent Jesus so he could have relationship with us. Once again, we're going to be with him for all of eternity. This is the gospel in a nutshell. 
that's not something you have to go to seminary to be mm. able to explain to somebody else. No, it's really not. Um, it's not something you have to go to seminary for. It's not something you need a class for. Cody's mentioned it even earlier. It's not something you need an equation for, uh, but it is something that you have a responsibility. If you are a follower of Jesus, That that's part of your role is to share that, to share that with people. And and so here's the thing. Some people, I, I could imagine them thinking like right now, if I say that to this person, they're going to look me dead in the eyes and go, I don't believe that. Mm. That's okay. That's okay. Others may go, that, that's hard for me to reconcile with science or with this or that. that that's okay. That's okay. Our obedience comes in in our relationship with Jesus that says, this is who he says he is. The Bible is our foundation. I believe it to be true. And so off of what scripture says, what Jesus says in Matthew 28, go make disciples of all nations mm-hmm. and baptize them and teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. Mm-hmm. Uh, our responsibility is to share. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like in this case with Cody, sometimes people go, I do believe that. I, 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 what's my next step? Right. What do I do? And the, oh my goodness, as a believer, like doing that for the first time, you get to go, I just, I just did it. Like I was, I was faithful to the call and God goes, Hey, this person was ready. Yeah. This, yeah. But it wasn't our doing. It wasn't our words. We were just talking. It, it's not, Paul talks about it. It's not that we come with wise words and eloquence. It's like, we just come as we are with our brokenness because the power of the cross stands by itself. That's what's going to reach people. And it's God's heart that every single person would say yes mm-hmm. to being reconciled to him and come into right relationship with him, every single person. So when the question enters your mind, well, should I or shouldn't I? The answer is yes. <laughs> the, yeah. answer, the answer is now. The answer is go for it. We've been talking today about evangelism. We've got David Dorner with us and Cody Mahaffey of Frontline Church. And this is the part of the show where we just kind of talk about what stood out to us. The Holy Spirit's always moving and working, even as we're having the conversation. I just wonder what floated to the surface for you today and stands out as significant. Yeah, you know, as we talk about evangelism, it's this very uncomfortable topic and there's some duty behind it. And I just felt like God today was just saying, you know, I want Cody, not Pastor Cody. Mm. And the reason I share that is, you know, as a pastor and and for you, if you're not a pastor, we can feel like there's a lot of things we have to do for God and earn for God. Um, but I just, I just sense that God is saying, hey, when you have a good relationship with me, when you're my son or daughter first, then I'll do the rest and it'll be yeah. an outpouring of the freshness of your soul. So just as you're listening, um, don't don't think about the outcome of what God can do. Think about him first and you'll see the outcome with it. There's so much freedom in that. There's like so much freedom in that. You know what I mean? It kind of removes the pressure and just goes, oh, I get to be beloved mm. and be obedient. Yeah. I love that. How about mm. you, David? I think the if I could summarize it, the thing that sticks out most from today is uh, we will find what we're looking for. And so a prayer that I had for a number of different seasons in my life was, God, give me an opportunity today to put you on display. And when that becomes your prayer, and and for me, when that becomes my prayer, I actually find opportunities. 
Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not hard. They're not mysterious. They're not, it's like, God, give me an opportunity. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, this is my opportunity today. So I think even as I'm leaving, but I hope as all the listeners are leaving too, it's like, if you have the courage to pray, God, would you give me an opportunity to put you on display, to talk about you, just to talk about my relationship with you. He will answer that prayer. He has answered that every single time, uh, but how he's worked and how he's used it has been powerful. And it's just been fun to be a part of it. Can you give me one example of a way that he did that for you? You just said, God, I'm available. And something showed up unexpected. Yeah. I I think back to even like college days when I was in college, there was one, there was a resident that I had on our floor uh, who was actually a Buddhist. And so I said, God, just give me an opportunity. And I still remember there's one day I walked, it was late at night. I was tired. I mean, it was probably 1130 and I'm an extrovert. We were just talking about that. I I love people, but after 1130, I'm no longer an extrovert. I'm an introvert. (laughs) Don't talk to me. And so I I snuck up. I was super quiet. I snuck, snuck through my floor and Um, this girl, this resident was just sitting on the ground, um, just outside her dorm room. And I went, I'm caught. I can't get past her. I can't ignore her. We know each other. But I just said, Hey, how's, how's your day going? And she goes, not good. Mm -hmm. And that conversation spurred, um, just a conversation. Tell me about your life. Tell me about Mm -hmm. your faith. Tell me about your relationship. Like like, Buddhism, what do you believe? And uh, a year and a half later, I got to baptize her. So oh just gosh. stuff like that where you go, you, you, don't, you don't know what's right in front right. of you unless you pray for it. And God goes, okay, here, yeah. now that you're looking, here it is. That's really good. What about you, Scott? What's standing out to you today? <laughs> Again, just looking for those opportunities because I think we're all scared that we're going to get rejected. And, you know, I don't like to get rejected. I just don't like, like that. And I, that's the thing what puts a lot of us off. But it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. One of the things in working with Perry, he's not here today, but he is so mission minded and and just wanting to share the gospel with everybody. And that's rubbed off on me a little bit. But the thing that has kind of really floated to the surface for me today is, you know, I work in Christian radio. My husband's a pastor. I'm just surrounded with people who already know Jesus. And we need to be intentional about stepping into those places where um, we can rub shoulders with people who haven't encountered Jesus yet, you know, and, and love on them, genuinely love on them. And I think kind of my action point for today that's coming to the surface is to ask God for a heart for people who don't know him, like to feel to feel love for them, feel compassion and feel even just um, a burden and a heart's desire, not as a project, not as a, this makes me a good Christian and I definitely earned some points in heaven. You know, mm-hmm. my crown's gonna be a little bit shinier, a little bit more colorful if I do this, but to genuinely give me a heart for people in front of me so that yeah. their salvation matters to mm-hmm. me at a heart level. That's what I want. That's mm-hmm. my takeaway today. If you guys want to catch the whole show, you can find it. Um, it'll be up on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, wherever you catch your podcast. You can also find it at periandchana.org if that's easiest for you. But I just encourage you today, um, ask Jesus this morning how he wants you to go about your day and have impact for the kingdom of God. And then just do what he's asking you to do. Thanks for listening to Barry and Shauna Replay. To learn more, text us at 800-968-8930. That's 800-968-8930.